This is the Know Yourself Podcast. What's good? It's your boy and host, Marshall Hodge, and welcome to the podcast, yo. I believe that the most important thing in life is to figure out who you truly are before people and society told you who to be. You see, growing up, we are told who we should be and how we should live. My sole purpose is to help people break free from other people's expectations and beliefs that have been embedded in us from birth. This whole podcast is predicated on giving you practical knowledge and value that will help and inspire you on your journey of self-discovery. I will be interviewing inspiring people who are currently on their own personal journey of knowing themselves and hopefully by hearing their story, it will give you inspiration that you can apply to your own life and journey. At 21 years of age, he has been to 64 countries around the world and counting. He is currently living in South America in the country of Colombia, living for super cheap by learning Spanish and making friends with the locals and having conversation with them. He speaks on how he was able to afford to travel to so many places around the world and he gives his advice on how to live your best life. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh Squire. Kind of kind of give us a brief overview of kind of kind of how you grew up, where you grew up and just a brief overview of of where you are now. Well, I grew up in Australia because I'm Australian and I traveled across either side of Australia when I was young, so I grew up in a few places. And then when I left high school, oh, and I traveled all through high school as well to just places like New Zealand, Asia, places that were nearby. So I got to see all of Australia. And also at the same time, we were traveling overseas to nearby places like New Zealand and Asia. And after high school, I. I just started traveling to America and Europe, and now I'm in South America. So, what, what, what? Um, at what point did you decide decide to, after high school, to start traveling, and why not uni? Because I never knew what I wanted to do at university, and I didn't really want to go into university and do four years in dentistry and then realize I don't want to do dentistry Mm -hmm. so I just thought it'd be better if I just take some time and think about what I want to do because I did want to go to university just because it looks fun and I enjoyed school Mm -hmm. but um yeah I the problem is I just thought I will find out what I want to do and I guess five years later I still don't know what I want to do in university (laughs) how old are you now 21 21 mm-hmm. and i know you're not just like floating around like you you have an online business or you you were selling watches can you give us a little bit of uh overview on how you're able to travel and how you're able to make money while traveling yeah well i was working first of all my first job my only job ever i was working as a tennis coach but the problem is i i loved it a lot but the problem is you have to be in the same place every day and you can't travel. So I just thought that same year, which was the last year of high school or the first year out of high school, Mm -hmm. I started um, selling watches because watches are basically because watches are a good product to sell. I didn't have any, I've never owned a watch before that or anything. It's kind of like a low cost to make and high cost of retail, so it's like a it's a good profit margin, I guess. 
So it's yeah. a profitable business. Just a, it's just a simple thing that is small and easy to ship from anywhere in the world. And it's something that everyone, well, a lot of people buy. I mean, it's it's a very basic item. And so basically that allows you to be anywhere in the world and still make some money while traveling. Mm-hmm. And now I have a different job actually because I am doing a bit of teaching English on the side. And that's what I'm doing here in Colombia. Nice. So if you wanted to, like, why did you decide to stop stop the watch um, business? Well, it's just been a while and I just want to change to something okay, new. Okay, that's right. Because I remember you talking to me like, you get, you get, um, you get, um, oh, you, you, things get old for you. And you like, you just change on the next thing. Like, you don't want to stay on one thing for too long because you just, you just get old for you, right? Yeah. It's not that I don't want to. I mean, it would sure. be awesome if I was just like that, but it's just, I'm just not like that. And I just get bored a bit, yeah. a bit too quickly. So it's everything. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to, you could, you could still pursue the watch business and it could be pretty prof- profitable for you. Like, so say, say if you, you didn't get too old with the watches, like, could you take that and still travel around for the next few years or how long do you think that would have lasted? Yeah. Well, I think I could just keep going it, um, keep building it forever. But also I did, I did sell a few of my companies like that off and now that watch company is not all mine. Okay. So now okay. it's with some other people and it's not like just my decision. Mm-hmm. I have to talk to them and they have to decide where we want to go and stuff like this. It's not so simple anymore. Yeah, so it got a little, little complicated. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I remember uh, when we were in Hawaii, you said you were like going to South America to travel there, but also to, it's a, it's a big, um, the South America is getting to be a big market now for guys, like the music is popping over there and it's like more people or in South America are starting to get internet service and more of them are buying. So it's like mm-hmm. a undiscovered market over there. That's one of the main reasons you went over there, yeah? Yeah, that's. Well, that's for just a future project, but I mean, you just have to go over and see how it is for yourself, and that's what I'm doing right now. But also, I just wanted to come over here because it looks like an awesome place, and it is. Nice. So what are some of your favorite things that you've you've learned and experienced in South America so far? Well, I've just been in Colombia, just one country, because I used to travel really fast, but now I'm kind of changing my idea of what I want to do and it's completely different because I'm I'm learning the language so I want to stay and make friends and because that's the easiest way to learn mm-hmm. the language oh, that's and right you uh you were you were uh, really bent on like learning Spanish remember you were like always on the app that was teaching your Spanish like mm-hmm. how how well have you uh, progressed in learning that well, the the funny thing is, I, I I am proud of where I'm at right now. Pretty good, mm-hmm. not amazing, but okay. So could, we, could we continue this conversation if I knew Spanish? This rest of the podcast in Spanish. Sí, claro, pasero. No hablo español. Oh, right, okay. So. <laughs> Yo, 
the um the funny thing is when you're traveling you just tend to attract english speakers mm -hmm. so even though you say i'm going to go live in a country that only speaks your your language mm -hmm. you end up just being surrounded by people who speak perfect english and and it's not even like <laughs> it's not even your fault it just happens that way it's just yeah. a magnet so how many if you had to guess around how many countries had you say have you hit so far around the world Mm, like 64, I think. 64. So, like, out of all those countries, which one stands out to you the most and which one is your favorite so far? Uh, Bangladesh. And sure. why is that? Just because it's, it, well, everyone told me it's, you don't go there because it's a bit too dangerous. And when I arrived there, I spent a month there, and for one month I didn't see a single white person. <laughs> I didn't see anyone that wasn't Bangladeshi. And I didn't really speak a proper English sentence, and therefore any sentence to anyone for a month. And it was just amazing because all I was, all I was doing was hanging out with Bangladeshi people and experiencing like a country before international travel. They are basically any country in Asia, say India, but 60 years ago. So they had no, they have no travel yet. They don't understand tourism. Mm. And I was basically just living in people's houses. Not, there is no hotels, there is no like hostels or buses or anything. Everything. Did you just do that like just at the spontaneous? You were just trying to get people to say, get people to let you stay in their house, or how did you get get people to let you stay in their place? Basically, I just turned up, and people were like begging me to 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 have me as the guest because I was a strange white creature from another <laughs> land. Oh, so that that's how it is, like. Anybody that turns out they're white, they're just like really interested in them, so they just like let well, them. Yeah, or, I guess. Or, I or are you just are you just the the king of Australia? <laughs> you got to show interest in them too. I mean, I was nice, so okay. they like. Okay. But yeah, it is, and I guess my age, a young person, okay. I, I can't speak for everyone, but if you turn up as a young, good-looking individual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So that means that wouldn't have worked for you, but um, no. good one. <laughs> so, so I remember you talking to me about the there's slumps in Bangladesh, yeah. So, like, what was what was it like experiencing something like that? The slums. The slums. <laughs> the, the slums in Bangladesh are just like this area that the people live on, basically the rubbish mm. dump. I don't know. And um, it is one of the poorest places in the world in this area in Dhaka, the capital. And it's just amazing to see because they, there's just so many people living on communities of rubbish and making all their houses and eating from the pile and just Man. basically people living like animals and they have no real way to get out of there they were born in there and they that's all they know but it's amazing to see because they're still really happy Man. even though they're sick and 
not living a good life. Do they even know that any other life exists? That there is like better things, like not slums? I'm sure they would, but honestly, I don't know because I can't speak oh, to that's them. That's right. It's that's right. They, I don't know. Do they have like internet so they can like, look at like videos and pictures over there? They don't even have anything to connect to internet, so ah, they have no. Yeah. So it's a totally different world over there. Um, so I know people are always asking you. I bet you get DMs like, "Oh my God, Josh, how do you get to travel so much? And how can I be you?" Let's put this to. Let's just put this to a final end. You could you can just refer them to this podcast and say just go to this timestamp. I don't have to uh -huh. answer. I'm not gonna answer your DM. What's mm -hmm. some what's some practical advice you can tell anybody that DMs you or anything? How do you get to travel for free or how at a young age how can I travel and make it practical without having a lot of money or just how how are you able to travel so much? Uh, that's a tough question. No, um, no. I'm sure you get the, I'm sure you get the question often. Yeah, but I never know what to write. And I just, I, I just run away from Instagram. So I've seen that. Like, you haven't posted since January. But anyways, um, just I guess just say how you did it. And uh -huh. Well, it's, it, I guess if you, if you don't know the answer, then you probably won't know. Because you can just work it out by yourself. And... I would just tell people to look into online businesses or teaching English if you want a literal, like, here's an answer. But I think if you just save your money doing your working job right now, like, just do the worst job you can find. Just go to McDonald's or something. <laughs> I mean, that's a great job. Oh, that's a great job. <laughs> but, and, um, and just save your money and then go to that country you want to be in. And and you just find find a way. You just have to be open for anything. For example, I'm living for free right now in Colombia. Yeah, where are you staying? Are you staying with a friend or? Yeah, I'm staying with a friend. So when I came to Medellin, I knew that I wanted to live here, and it took me a couple of weeks, but I ended up getting to talk to people and talk to many, many people until I found uh, a person who wants to learn English and who has a spare bed. So now I live for free and I can work as well. So, I mean, I'm in Colombia, but I'm making money. Mm -hmm. So you're making money pretty much not, not online anymore. It's pretty much just teaching English. No, I'm still making money online. Okay. But it's... I, I just don't know about the future mm -hmm. of online yeah. because I, I love it, but I just get bored of things. Yeah, it's getting <laughs> maybe, maybe in one year I will be back into it. But yeah. I think this is important, actually. You don't have to be like always, always, um, certain, you know, the same thing and fighting yeah. yourself if you don't like something. You can mm -hmm. just stop and take a break, and that's what I'm doing. Mm hmm. So, like, what what really in inspires you to to travel and get around uh, get around out there so much in the world? I don't know. Honestly, it's like the other way around. I just wouldn't want to be in one place. It's not that I love traveling. It's just that I I couldn't stand living in one place and not like just exploring. Mm -hmm. I guess, and it's just it's just what I know. 
I mean, I am I have nothing against staying in one place either, but it just bores me a little bit. And I guess I think it just goes it goes along with the the thing that you just you like to have different things and like you don't like the you don't like just one thing all the time pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And this is what worries me about university because university basically trains people out of this. I think everyone is like this cuz everyone's curious as a child and stuff, but staying in school for 12 years, I think kind of trains that out of people and makes them like routine or at least just accept that they like it, accept that they need it kind of thing. Yeah. There's a, there's a massive amounts of like conditioning going on, um, Mm -hmm. with, you know, parents and the school systems and just like, um, automatically telling them and making them think that it's this one way, like after uni, after high school, just go to a college is like the next logical step. Mm -hmm. But well, do you think it's important to figure out maybe what you might enjoy doing before automatically going to college, or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely, because, I mean, you don't – so many people just go into a degree because they think it's what they want at the time, or they're not quite sure, but then they come out with a debt, and uh, or maybe, then they don't maybe it's not even Maybe it's not even what they want. It's what their parents want a lot of the times. It's just like – yeah other people's expectations for them. Yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, for me personally, because I can only speak for me, but mm-hmm. I think it's better to to uh, find out what you actually want to do. And then if it's something that needs college, then go to college. I'd love to go to college and study something that is only taught in college, you know, mm-hmm. that sounds so romantic and nice, but yeah. I just don't think I am interested in, you know, plant biology or something that needs college. Yeah, for sure. Remember we were sitting on a beach. Um, we spent the night on that beach one night in Maui. And we were talking about how you just wanted to go to college just to like get the experience for one time. You're like, even though it was going to be like massive amounts of money, you're like, I'm going to do it anyway just because like I just want to experience college. I mean, I guess if you want to experience college, that's all right. But what do you still, do you still want to do that? I think there was yeah, some, so somewhere somewhere in Europe, I think. For sure. If I had endless money, yeah. like I think this is a good way to think of it because this is I, – I mean this is the thing that holds everyone back, whether they like it or not, is like money. And um, if I had $10 million right, right now or when I leave – South South America. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would probably go to college, maybe like um, Cambridge or a college in Spain, um, because just because of the fun. I mean, mm-hmm. just because it For looks sure. fun. Yeah, and because you meet so many people, and that's the important part. Or New York University looks pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, but um, anyway, the point is, I'd just go because it's something that I'd love to do. I don't, I don't know if you would last four years, but I no, mean, I don't think I went, so. I went to college for like one day when I came back to the States to visit my friends. And one day was just like good for me. Like I had fun that one day and I was ready to go. But <laughs> yeah, yeah I guess you to a party though. Yeah. I went to a, a fraternity party. Like it was my first oh. one. It was, it was pretty insane. It was like the staple, like what do you expect? Like a movie, a fraternity party to be, it was that it was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, but 
But well, yeah. when I first went to um, America, and, and to straight after school, I went to a fraternity party like this. Mm-hmm. And this is where I realized, oh, it'd be it'd be a lot of fun because you do make friends and you have a good time. Yeah. But like, for like, the actual learning, yeah. I would probably not be there. I don't yeah, know. for sure. But that's uh, that's kind of like the whole point of it um, for people. But yeah. like you were saying, like if you had endless amounts of money, but the thing is nobody does. But the thing is that's what loans are for. Like people aren't even thinking about that until after the fact that they graduate. They don't have to worry about it then. Um, and then they realize that they're in massive amounts of debt and they have to, they have to work the rest of their lives to pay that off, which is not good, but it's just what yep. it is. It's just what it is. But what was it, what was it like waking up to the fact that you were featured on Instagram's Instagram page? Yeah, that was pretty awesome. It was, it was funny actually, because I had maybe 2000 followers. So I was very small and I went to this day where there were all these heroes mm-hmm. that looked like they were shining to me and my friends because they had 50,000 or 40,000 followers. And I was like, wow, these people are amazing. And I tried to talk to them and none of them would talk to me and be nice basically. Or a couple, but it was amazing how they were like discriminating against my small followers. <laughs> and, um and then I took that photo and then the next day they all messaged me like, Hey buddy, let's go shoot. Let- <laughs> we're best friends. Remember? <laughs> and yeah, that was that guy, like all of a sudden this, like how many followers did you gain? Does it all of a sudden like overnight? Well, I think it was only like 3000, but that's, that's pretty, it's still 60% or yeah. Like of what I had. Yeah. And just like, I guess people, people's validation now is just like how many followers you have. So as soon as you have like a lot of followers, people want to hang out with you, I guess. Is that, is that what you realized? That's what I found out. <laughs> it's just like, um, your status people, people are into that. But mm-hmm. if you could go back in time and tell the Joshua Squire, 18 year old self something, what would you tell him? Uh, nothing. I just let him keep going. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> You wouldn't, you, you like, you're happy. So I guess that's good, but no, not, not even one thing. Um, invest in Bitcoin. I guess. Mm-hmm. But sell <laughs> no, it, sell it at 19,000, but not when it went, not when yeah, it went it, down to, now it went back down. No, but not joking. I wouldn't say anything really because I mean, I'm happy with, I have no idea what, mm-hmm. what could have happened. So maybe, I mean, Maybe going to Africa was better than coming to South America, but I'm happy with exactly where I am right now. So for sure, where do you see yourself? I know you like to be spontaneous. I'm the same way, but like, where do you see yourself in a few months? You're gonna be in South America, or where are you gonna be? Well, this is the only time I actually have plans, so this is lucky um, because I have a friend and we want to walk Machu Picchu together. So that's coming up after Cuba. I'm going to Peru and we're going to walk that famous walk and enjoy. But after that, I have no plans like normal. And um, the only reason why I made this plan is because she is a big planner. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is what you have to do for friends, I guess. You yep. have to change your ways. <laughs> yep, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, but 
I, if someone did make the move to travel, which, which um, someone might get inspired by this, and mm-hmm. I know like you're spontaneous and you just go and just make friends and make go as the way as you as you go. So, what advice would you give somebody to to um, to convince them not to plan and just be spontaneous? Oh well, this is the according to me, it's the best way. I mean. You can book like a tour and go with with an English person and a French person and stuff to Colombia, but you won't understand Colombia. I think if you just you, it's very simple. People make it too complicated. You just think where, which country do I want to be in? Which country do I want to explore? And uh, or any aspect in life, like what do I want to do right now? And if it is like exploring France or if it's like being a scuba dive instructor, mm-hmm. but then you just go and you just book a plane. Just do book, it. Book a bus trip to that place, like the office of where you want to work. I mean, if you want to work in Google, just go to go to the town where Google is. I don't know where it's called. I San Francisco? That's it. Um, and then just kind of just hope and just, it's crazy. You just, you just have to, you just have to go for it and then see what happens. And usually you can find a way and it's not always clear. I mean, I, I knew I wanted to live in Medellin and I knew I wanted to live for free and it it actually happened. And now I've been here like two months Mm -hmm. and completely for free and I've been working by teaching English as well which is what I wanted to do because you can learn Spanish at the same time and you make friends so my job is literally go to the cinema with a friend watch a movie and talk about the movie and I get paid and I go home to my free free um, house right in the suburb that I wanted right in the center of town Mm-hmm. And if you compare it to my friends in Australia, I'm making more money. I mean, I'm making less money, but I'm also spending zero money. Yeah. So you, you got to look at it in perspectives. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm better off than them at the moment. And if you compare like happiness as well, I'm I'm miles ahead because they're complaining about their low wage job at. McDonald's or something and they're just living at home or just somewhere they don't want to live whereas I've got it all at, at the moment mm-hmm. it sounds pretty full of myself but. <laughs> no like it's the truth but what, what would you say about the topic of money and does money buy happiness in your in your experience or um, is, is spending less and having less the way to go yeah, well, I don't think you can look at it like in just plain numbers. Mm-hmm. It's perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it. you're lying if you say I don't need money to be happy or it doesn't cause a bit of happiness because sure. I would love money and it would definitely make me happy because, I mean, then you can do what you want and you can go to New York University and – study something for fun, mm-hmm. just choose a subject that you know won't be useful, but it's just fun. And that's what I do with money. 
and so I think it's important. But it's relative. I don't need much money in Colombia. At the moment, I need barely anything, and I'm having so much fun. Whereas if I lived the same life in Australia, say the center of Sydney, and and in a big city like I am right now, with many friends in universities around, I would need so much more money just because of the cost of housing and the transport is just so much more than here. Yeah, why do you think that is? Well, why <laughs> Australia is just expensive, but yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's just relative, and I. Oh, it's just diff. It's it's a difficult question. So just say like, if you're gonna live somewhere, make sure it's somewhere cheap, so you don't have to worry about money all the time. Well, if you like that, I mean, you can uh, have an awesome life living in an expensive country, but also working in working a job more, that yeah. pays. Yeah. I mean, if you find an awesome job in a country that is expensive. paying little so it's all relative i'm just saying if you want a good life with little money then you can choose other options like go to the south of india is really beautiful and you can live for basically nothing mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. so let's just say you don't really you don't really like the plan but what if we said you're 25 years old where would you like to see yourself well, I just have general visions. I'd like to be fluent in Spanish just because that's a fun goal. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have um, to have explored Africa because this is the next place. And basically that's that's it. I would just like to have maybe an online business still that I can rely on to just fund my next travels and I really don't have any I mean these are just for fun I don't have any plans at all and I think it's much better to not you know you know don't you Marshall that I know I know about um, that that it is better everything just goes wrong when you plan for sure that's what I find. for sure even though you planned and you planned to not have stuff go wrong, but then it's kind of weird how that happens. Okay, well, I plan to not plan, which is technically a plan, but the <laughs> plan is to not plan so much because when you plan, then your plans have expectations and you have to start getting worried about thinking, oh, I'm not even good enough to fu- fulfill my own plans, let alone. My mom's plans or my my friends' plans of me. I mean, everyone's planning too much in this world. That's what I think. Yeah, that's a good, that's uh-huh. a good point. Um, so at twenty five, you just you want to be fluent in Spanish. That's pretty much it. And you're gonna be in Africa and just basically whenever you get tired of one place, you're just gonna go to the next. Um, but. What about when you're 80 years old and you've been to all the countries and you've been well, to every single place? Now what? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure this is the thing. I just go somewhere and usually like 99 times out of 100, you come across something you never knew 
would happen. So I'm I'm sure I'll have something that will be I have no idea about now, but I'll mm-hmm. be fully um, occupied with. For example, I'll probably have. Well, I hope I have grandkids and and they're traveling and I can travel with them. I mean, the world is changing, so I would happily just keep going back to places. If I've been to every country on earth, mm-hmm. I just start again because every single year a country is getting more and more different and it's something new to see. For sure. Yep. Um, so what are you, I know you've traveled America. You did a road trip across America? Well, no, I lived there for a year, so, and I was, I was like an athlete actually, mm-hmm. so they were paying me to just fly back and forward, and so it wasn't kind of a road trip. It was like a, it was a weird, you know, one week I was in New York, and then the next week Denver, and then the next week Texas. And well, what was your favorite spot in America? Um, out of the spots that you did go to. Oh, I love New York City. I went there like six times. That's why I think New York University looks amazing. Mm. So I, I hope they can give me a scholarship or something. Does the founder listen to your podcast yet? Or I can uh, I can send him a, I can send him a DM or I'll send, I'll send him the podcast. Um, and um, I I love snowboarding in Salt Lake City, of course. Oh yeah. It's you, pretty amazing. Did you, did you go to? I've been I, I've been skiing in Salt Lake City. Where, where did you go? You yeah, well, the same place, I guess. Um, I don't know how many there is in Salt Lake City. I was talking about like which uh, resort or. Yeah, I have no idea. I can't remember. Nice. Um, so. But it was snowing. Do you believe that you like the fact of death because? It gives you a time limit to do all this stuff in. Like it, it motivates you, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know if I said that, but yeah, I agree because I, I, mean, I remember talking about it when we were. Yeah, I I think it's good to have like a a finish line, I guess, because I don't think I could live forever. Um, I don't know if if someone said like you can drink this and then live forever. I'm I would definitely think twice. I'd probably do it actually, but <laughs> it would just you would, you would you said you wouldn't be as motivated to um, Yeah, well then I wouldn't I mean I wouldn't be rushed, would I? I wouldn't no. be like I should should get up out of bed and go do something. I'd be like, "Oh, well I have another million years. I can go do it tomorrow." And then I guess that is kind of a bad mindset to be in. Yeah. So what would you say to someone who is thinking about leaving their comfort zone and traveling and not being in the same routine all the time um, to getting out of their comfort zone and just being spontaneous and just getting out there. Well, I think it's funny. You don't need to hear anything because there's only two people and two types of people and one of them will be that person and one will be the opposite. So, I mean, if that person is ready, then they should just go do it. And mm-hmm. sometimes people they, do need that extra push of seeing someone else is doing it and giving them some words because they've been conditioned their whole life to believe that they can't do it. And if someone tells them they can, it's kind of just like, oh, I can? Like, Yeah. Okay, well, exactly. In that case, just go do it because you want to 
like I'm talking to the person right now, you want to do it. And if you want to do something like that, then you will just find a way. And you don't need, say if you want to go to France and work in a bakery, just go to Paris right now. And yeah, just like don't even worry about anything. Just like book the flight kind of, just figure it out. Yeah, don't don't go to bakery school in New Jersey or something. Don't call anyone. Just go to Paris right now. And then yeah. if you're listening to the, if you're listening to this right now, just like book the book the flight right now and just go. Yeah. And you don't need to be prepared. I mean, just take a few things and just go without any idea. And when you're there, then you start working it out. You make friends and you talk to them and you just tell them your ideas. And it's yeah. very simple. It's, you, you can't plan who you're going to meet or any, or any of that. So, like, why even bother? Mm -hmm. so. And it's you have to just be, like, a good person generally because – you never know where it's going to happen. I mean, I I just fear that someone might go to a bakery and try to make friends with the people in the bakery and then ignore the people in the park or something like this. But if you just generally be a nice person to everyone, and for example, I found my house here because I was talking to a person in the cinema and I didn't know anything about this person, but this is how it happened and yeah I think you can just find ways in ways you won't expect basically mm -hmm. so I know somebody that's in university right now and they're learning they want to learn Spanish do you think it's better to learn it from a book and the professor or actually to go to Columbia and learn it yeah of course it's better to come here and learn from the streets I mean it's interesting you say this because I tried to go to university in Colombia mm -hmm. and I just thought it just costed too much even in Colombia to do a semester of Spanish here. So I decided to just go to the university every day and just make friends with people in the university. And so I've been doing all the things I want to do, hanging out in the library and talking to my friends and 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 going out and having crazy Colombian frat parties. <laughs> but I am basically just freeloading by just sneaking into the university every day. And I'm not actually paying for anything and I'm not I don't have a teacher, but I can teach myself and all my friends speak to me in Spanish, so I mean, you have to learn some way. Yep, and you're getting to experience another culture, another place, and you're mm -hmm. also getting to learn Spanish at the same time. So if you're in Spanish class and you're majoring in Spanish, you heard it from him, go to a Spanish-speaking country if you really want to have a better time and actually learn Spanish, pretty much, yeah? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, there's... A million ways to do everything they can do it fine like that but I think it is better like this as well it'll be cheaper because I am not paying for, for sure yeah for sure and actually you're, you're actually talking to actual people that are speaking the language instead of kind of just memorizing the words pretty mm -hmm. much um, what do you what do you think your current the current uh, state of the education education system is like do you think people should just they're better off learning on like for financial purposes, like straight financial purposes and not being in debt. 
Do you think they should mm-hmm. learn online for free, or do you think university is the way, or experience, going out there and experiencing things? Like, what do you think the best way to learn is in 2018? Yeah, well, I think it's really simple. I think you have said it before. If you need something that needs a university, then it's an obvious choice. And I'm jealous of you because you know exactly what you want to do and you can just go straight in and get that depth, but then you can come out and make tons of money afterwards and your life is amazing. But if you're kind of in the middle like me and not really sure, then I don't think it's it's a good idea to be telling people to go to university. And I think that the money in universities is crazy. I mean, Man, it's just spiking every year and year. How much is it for one year? It depends on where you are, but I keep talking about New York um, University. There, it's it can rise up to forty, fifty thousand a year. Yeah, well, this is crazy because in the last five years, I've spent, I think it's around about eleven thousand, eleven thousand dollars traveling to the <laughs> countries. So if you can just can if if somebody who's going to college can just convince their parents to just Instead of paying the tuition, let them pay to travel the world and experience things. You might learn a little bit more. Yeah, well, if it takes $50,000, you can take five years of (laughs) travel. And I think in five years of travel, you will have more than that one year you could have had in your brain in university. Sure, but I guess the reason people do it is because they want security like for the rest of their lives. Because after yeah. those five years, then what are they going to do? Like they, they go to college because they want a safe, secure job afterwards. But mm-hmm. people are starting to realize that college degrees aren't worth as much as people are thinking them to because of the internet. Like like people that are starting online businesses like you, um, the watch thing. Like mm-hmm. like you could yeah, well, if you didn't get bored with it, you could probably scale that to larger. Like is it possible for you to make money off that the rest of your life or to make a good money off of it if you wanted to? Yeah, of course, it's possible for anyone to do it. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm not doing anything special. <laughs> you did spend a lot of time. Like, It's not just like you just, oh, here's a website, here's a watch, here we go. You spent time yeah. like emailing the people in China or wherever your manufacturer was. You spent a lot of time building it. It's not just like it just happened, but it goes with anything. Like, like you can't just do anything like with no time. Like You put a lot of time into it, but – and yeah. Right. Yeah, of course. I put it. I put a lot of time into it, but people put a lot of time into McDonald's and put a lot of time into university, and I didn't do those things. So, if you look at it compared to everyone else, I I put less time into it than other people put time into things that don't make money. For sure. So, like you, you might have put in less time than somebody that worked at McDonald's, but mm-hmm. uh, you might have actually made more profit than them because. Like with online business, like people can buy your watch from anywhere in the world, and like yeah. you say, like the watch was cost like ten dollars to make. You could sell that for like one hundred and fifty, and that's like a good profit. And if mm-hmm. a lot of people are buying it, or like, yeah, it could be profitable, profitable business. Um, but you just gotta, I guess, you just gotta make something that people would want to buy. Um, yeah, like like with yours, like it was like a unique, wasn't it like a one handed watch. Mm-hmm. It had a unique spin on it because, I mean, it's hard to sell something that there is already a million of. Mm-hmm. So if you find something and make something that is unique, then you have a much better.
better chance at success. Mm-hmm. And can, can we talk anything about um, you had this unique sneaker idea. Has that come to life yet or can that be revealed? I remember the mm-hmm. – the, the, no, this is still a secret. Okay, so, so we can't we can't bring that to life yet. But rest assured, listener, your life is going to change when these shoes come out in a few months, maybe. Yeah, I, <laughs> mean, you, I remember you were saying like it was your brightest idea and it's going to make you the big bucks. Uh huh. Well, yeah. mm-hmm. well, to let you in on a secret, I am right now learning Chinese. Because I want to go and live in China sometime in the near future because I've, I have many ideas that need to be made and I'm tired of doing it from long distance. I want to go to China, which is already a beautiful country. So that might be your, and, that might be your next uh, adventure expedition is to mm-hmm. fulfill your business ideas in China. Yeah, well, it's a lot easier when you're looking face to face with the product, and you yeah, can really control. Sure. I remember you said that you had some complications with them because, like, they gave it away to somebody else or something like that. So there are complications. I remember you telling me that. There's like, yeah, of course, there's always trouble, but it's it's kind of like a fun a fun problem, and this is how I knew it was a good idea because I only had given them the idea and they made one prototype and already they had given they had sold it to a US company. So that's so, that's why you wanted to kinda of go face to face and say, yo, you you're not jacking my stuff, you're not giving it to anybody else. <laughs> but you say you're gonna say it in Chinese, you're like, you're not talking about blah, 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 whatever whatever the Chinese is. hmm That's exactly Chinese. Chinese. <laughs> For sure. Let's let's do a little bit of Australian terms that Americans wouldn't know or anybody else in the world wouldn't know. Fairy, what is fairy floss? Cotton candy. And what are some other terms that like um, you taught me over over the, the those couple of months? I don't know. There's only one you need to know. What's that? Marshall is a goose. Ah, what is a goose? A goose is a. I don't know what is that in American. A goose is a like an animal. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, but the meaning. <laughs> a goose is just like just the animal in America. Goose, Marshall is a silly goose, a silly turkey. Uh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And wh- what is a nugget? <laughs> Another name for Marshall. A, <laughs> a a goose. It's the same. We just have many weird names to. Point out silly people. Yep. Okay. And when it's all said and done, uh huh. And Josh's, <laughs> we're at Josh's funeral. What does Josh want to accomplish in his life, and what do you? What is his legacy going to be? Well, you know that I am the opposite of you, Marshall. I am never thinking about any of this, and mm-hmm. I am happy to have no legacy. Mm-hmm. Because I am happy, I I don't think you need a purpose or anything, which is completely what you disagree with. I know, but and this is why I'm happy as a an atheist. Mm-hmm. And people ask me, but God gives you a purpose, mm-hmm. so why do you like God? But I think it's much more 
magical and amazing, that there is no purpose and that there is no reason to live. So, I mean, if, if you don't want to live, I think you should be allowed to just disappear. <laughs> Because there like, is no purpose. Disappear yeah. as in like, like, just kill yourself or what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you kind of put it. You kind of put it in a like a subtle way there. Well, I don't want people to get offended, but I mean, there, <laughs> I I believe there is no purpose to life, so it is up to you to just do what you want and have fun. Mm -hmm. Because there is no real. There's no guidebook. There's no God in my view, mm -hmm. to give you some kind of like, this is what you should do. It's just, we're just a bunch of cells running around and you can do whatever you want. And there is no meaning. So did you so, come, did you come to this conclusion? Like after just a bunch of traveling or like how long have you had this, this idea? Yeah. Well, like, I guess just after traveling and just seeing people living all around the world with different ideas under different religions, under different methods of just general life, like everyone has a different view. Mm -hmm. And just putting this all together, I think that nobody knows really. I mean, everyone thinks they have something. And everyone, everyone thinks their their way is right, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And this this concept makes me think that everyone is actually wrong because well, everyone is right, I guess, because if everyone's wrong, everyone's right. This is a very complicated <laughs> Going down a big rabbit hole right now. Mm -hmm. But basically, there, I love knowing that there is no reason for me to be here. And I have no purpose other than just, mm, just kind of minute things. I mean, because we are just not important. This is the truth to me, I think. We're just so small and meaningless in the grand scheme of things because you look at the galaxy and how big everything is and we'll all just be dead one day. I mean, there's mm -hmm. just nothing would change. Who if knows we, if there's an afterlife or what? what I mean, no. people can guess or people can have their, their opinions, but mm -hmm. do you think like well, when, you, when you're dead, you're just dead? Well, I think we are basically a complex computer, but a biological computer. And tell me, what what happens to my Mac when it dies? Does my Mac have an afterlife? No, I think it's just a broken pile of pieces. I think that's just us. So who knows? If, who knows if the Mac has an afterlife or not? Maybe well, it does. Maybe. maybe it's just like well, humans. The the funny thing is, I'm I hope I'm wrong. Does Does the Mac have a is a Mac classified as a living object? No, but it's just a working machine, isn't it? Like our yes. bodies. Mm. Um, I guess um, you said people think that God has to give you a purpose, but what if the purpose comes from internal? Like, like mm -hmm. you, like what if you said my purpose is like not anybody, nobody gave it to you, but you you came to that conclusion yourself. Oh, of course, I believe in this. This is completely different. I I mean, my purpose is to have fun in life. That is my purpose inside. Like, And, and someone else's purpose might be to, to, to help others. 
I guess maybe I'm selfish or some other person's purpose is to be the best boxer in the world or something like this. This is true and I believe in this. But what I'm saying is, I mean, the world doesn't care about your purpose. Like it's not important to anyone else. So this doesn't isn't affected by what I say on a podcast because Mm – your purpose inside is just for you and to be honest the whole world does not care at all whether you succeed or not so definitely I think this is what i mean by it's it's not important to others and in to the world or mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. you, your purpose can definitely affect other people but in the grand scheme of things nobody really cares if you fail or succeed um mm-hmm. like you could help a bunch of people or you could a lot of people can be affected by it, but what if you said that Josh changed many people's lives? Like, do you think people would care then, or you're kind of just you said that really no one cares? But mm-hmm. well, this is a different a different kind of question because this is obviously amazing, and this is also my purpose because I think every nice decent person in the world has this purpose of they want to help other people in their life Mm -hmm. but what i'm saying is just in generally like if you didn't exist marshall and you were never born and nobody knew that you were going to be born like the world wouldn't wouldn't mourn for you because we didn't know we needed you yep that's true Mm mm-hmm Yep. So I think it's just if you're if you're like here and you're healthy and happy, then that's an amazing thing because I mean this is your one shot and it it sounds so cliche, but it, you just you don't have any purpose but just to live a life that you enjoy. Mm. So it's just like you got you got about a hundred years if you're lucky just to live the life that you would want to live um, have mm-hmm. fun pretty much. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And just not think about it too much. I mean, just which is the opposite to what I'm doing right now. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just, I just think it's super simple and people overcomplicate things too much. Mm-hmm. Just, just buy that ticket to Paris. Just start making friends and... Just follow your dreams of becoming a baker. I mean, because in the end, it, I guess you're just gonna die anyway, so it's not gonna matter. If yeah, it or not. it's just. It would just be a shame if you, if you stayed in New Jersey and I guess you just it wouldn't matter. Waste. It wouldn't matter anyways because you wouldn't know the difference when you're dead or not. No, exactly. <laughs> it, which is which is the funny thing. The people in France they don't care because they never knew that you were gonna become an, a world famous baker. Mm-hmm. They just keep living their lives because somebody else took your spot. So it's kind of just like you're kind of just having fun because at the end of it, why not? Like I guess you're choosing fun over anything else because when you're dead, you're just not going to know the difference anyways. Mm-hmm. Well, the, this is very complicated because while I'm saying this, I also mean you got to be like the best you can be. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you, I think you find that when you're having fun, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. 
So it's not like I'm being lazy. I mean, the the funnest thing I could do is sit and eat pizza and play FIFA <laughs> right now, like literally right now. Yeah. But maybe I I should go out and explore the world. Or what's what's more fun, playing FIFA and pizza, or going exploring the world? Since since you've done both. Well, I think going to explore the world, obviously. So there you have it. But the funny thing is, if someone likes playing FIFA and eating pizza, then why shouldn't they just do that? They don't need to travel the world. Maybe they maybe they need to just to see if it is. Maybe they need to try it because they wouldn't know. Yeah, but this is such a tough question because let me let me say it like this: If you were on a holiday and you won this holiday from a newspaper and they gave you ten thousand dollars to do the thing you wanted to do most in Cape Town, South Africa, mm-hmm. but what you actually wanted to do the most is sit inside and play Call of Duty, then like, what what do you actually do? Because maybe the whole world is pressuring you to, oh, go see animals and go explore. But if you're having fun doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. then I guess just do what you want to do even though it sounds wrong. Yeah, I guess that's true. But I guess the only thing I would say there is I guess they wouldn't know unless they they tried. Exactly. Because they, they, at one point they, they hadn't tried playing FIFA and they tried it. Mm-hmm. I guess – Maybe their thing was chess before that, and then someone said, "Go try FIFA," and they tried FIFA, and now they love that. I don't know; it's uh, complicated. Yeah. Well, this is exactly what I hoped you'd say, and this is my answer for just everything. So, like, this is what I would have said too. You have to try a new thing, and I think the people listening to this podcast right now, I keep using this person. I hope this person doesn't exist, but. This <laughs> New Jersey, who wants to become a baker in France, I mean, it might seem more scary or they might be more comfortable staying in New Jersey and taking a a bakery course there. But I think you've got to beat the guy, the Call of Duty guy in in Cape Town. (laughs) Oh, God, this is getting complicated. (laughs) And you have to book a flight to Paris and try it first. And if we are wrong, me and Marshall, and you hate it, then that's fine. Just, I mean, you tried, and then you come you back. Know. Yeah, at and least you, you know. Because you would never mm-hmm. know if you never took the leap in the first place. Mm-hmm. So. And I, I just think the one, like, quote or whatever I live by is just, like, this above everything else is just to to, like, jump and just hope you can build a parachute on the way down kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, because this is what if you think about it, what I've lived my whole life by. I just never know what I'm, how I'm gonna fix the problem. I just jump into these crazy ideas and just see what happens. And every single time, I I can promise you, every single time, it has just turned out in a way that I didn't expect, but in a way that was just perfect. So it's so working for me. The moral of that story is. Kind of just jump, try. You never know unless you experience it or try it. Yeah, pretty much. I think if you jump, there will a uh, trampoline will appear at the bottom if you believe in it. Or I think you might, you might break your legs at that. Maybe your 
maybe the b- better thing to say is there maybe your parachute would open. Because if it was mm. just a trampoline and you didn't have a parachute, you might just break your legs. <laughs> or you might, get, you might get paralyzed. Well, this is the thing. If, if this person from New Jersey goes and doesn't like Paris, that's what I would say is they broke their legs because it didn't turn out the way they wanted. But then, I mean, it all, it, it all spirals off of that because maybe they turn, they turn into something different because they found out that's not what they wanted to do. So then something that looks like a failure was actually just a, a different way of success, but in, in a way they weren't expecting kind of thing. Yeah. So you just have to have a super, super open mind to everything. Yeah, and that, go, that goes back to the question of if, if somebody asks you, if you could change anything that happened in your life, what would you change? Like a lot of people's answers are nothing because kind of what I've experienced and learned is what has got me to this point right now. So what like, yeah. is, that, is that your answer? Just like I would change nothing because everything that's yeah. happened is I've kind of learned and adjusted from there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's because you have no idea how it could have happened and you don't, even looking back, looking back, it's easy to realize why I'm here, you know, in Colombia. Mm-hmm. But looking forwards from the day I graduated high school, I couldn't tell you how I would have arrived here. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's sure. easy looking back. And even when we do look back, we don't realize how it exactly happens. Like every single thing that changes is for the better, even if it looks like it's for the worse, I think. Mm. And do, do you think it's weird that neither like death or life is a choice? Like you were kind of just put in this earth, not by choice, because you, mm-hmm. really, you really didn't have a choice, and you don't have a choice to die either, because you have to mm-hmm. die, pretty much. Do you think that's weird? Yeah, that's super weird. I mean, if you think back to what was before you living, what what is that? Just darkness, nothing. You don't have any clue. It's like when you're fast asleep. I think this is what we have after death as well. And I think it's super weird, because... I mean, I was really peaceful before I was alive, and then maybe who knows? Before, you don't know. I was, no, <laughs> I feel like I was, <laughs> and now I'm here, and there's so many questions and uh, stresses. You know, living this stressful life, I am <laughs> and I mean, I don't think we would have had any clue if we just stayed dead or stayed not born. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm we would have just been the same peacefulness. So I think we can just assume from this that there is no there is no real meaning. We're just kind of, we've been substituted onto the football ground to play one game, and then we get substituted back off again. <laughs> just It's just this weird kind of, we didn't choose this, but like now we're on the football ground, we might as well just play our best game. And we'll just see what happens, have fun, you know, maybe help our teammates out. And then um, when the coach calls us back off again, then we just <laughs> go back to our one trillion years of eternal nothingness. <laughs> wow. That was, mm-hmm. that was gold right there. Was that, that gold? Was, that was pure gold, the football analogy. Wow. So wh- what do you think? Is it is it pure nothingness? Like after you die, it's just like, mm-hmm. where does Josh Squire go after he dies? 
I think we are literally just a pile of rotting flesh, aren't we? Are we a simulation? Are we living in a simulation? <laughs> I don't think so. Like you were saying something about a computer. Or, uh, or what, what are we? No, well, a computer is just a... a hmm. This is a tough question. But I think we are just a biological computer. Okay, mm. We're just like a pile of cells that have been put together in a perfect way that makes us be able to move and think and do things. But when our computer parts break down, like our heart, it starts breaking down, then we just kind of fall away into nothingness. Like just, I think it's just like what we had before. And what can you remember of before you were born? Nothing. This is what we return to. And I, I, this is just my idea because obviously no one on earth that's living has any proof. I mean, we need to ask dead people, but that's difficult unless we're in Game of Thrones. And that's impossible. Ask the Night Walkers. What are we going to ask them? <laughs> Do you not watch Game of Thrones? Mm -mm. Okay, well, all my peeps, that, all my Game of Thrones heads, they will love that analogy. So basically, mm -hmm. do you think there's any other life out there other than Earth? Like, are we, is Earth just it? Yeah, for sure there's life outside. Or, and do you think that they're like controlling, or do you think that they, there's, it's like a computer simulation of, it's kind of like a video game. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like how video games are on Earth. You're the controller. You 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 have the controller, and you're controlling the person. Is somebody mm -hmm. out there like controlling us? Or yeah, well, I personally don't think so, but Elon Musk thinks so, and he's someone that I like. I respect a lot, so that makes me think a little bit more. Hmm, maybe. But then but, again, like, that comes to the point again of like, stop thinking so much and just mm -hmm. go go on the football field and play your best game and just die. Yeah, well, this is my thoughts because to me personally, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but to me, I don't care at all whether we have another life, whether we never have another life, whether we are in a simulation, whether we are in free will, whether there's many more life uh, forms out there or whether we're the only one because whether we're controlled by someone or not it doesn't matter to me it feels like I'm in control and I can still have fun and I'm still enjoying my life even if someone else maybe the guy that's controlling me is a happy guy because he's <laughs> he's making me enjoy everything and I'm just happy with that I I, I couldn't care less if I was a computer simulation or not pretty much and that's all coming from the guy that's controlling you. He made you say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, this is his plan. <laughs> so pretty much, Josh, all, we all were put on this earth. We were given these continents, and basically Josh is just exploring them. He's given, he's exploring what he was given, and he's pretty much just, just running with it and having fun. Yeah. Does that sum it up? Exactly. And I think everyone in the world has the ability to do this to some extent too. So 
if you're not, get onto it, people. <laughs> That's there. You have it, Mr. Josh Squire. Thank you for hopping on. We had some some nice convos. Um, yeah, what you gotta say? What are your ending words? Anything you want to leave off with the people? Um, if you die tomorrow and you had to end off, there was one documentation you had to say this one sentence. What would you say? Oh God! Uh, first of all, I'd probably think a bit more because it'll be on my name forever. But mm, off the top of my head, I'd say enjoy your last final years of your silly little rotting flesh computer that you live inside of before you return to eternal nothingness. There we go. Josh Squire, I'll make sure to play that. <laughs> I'll make sure to play that at your funeral. Yeah, play that at my funeral. For sure. Thank you for hopping on, brother. It was, it was mint talking to you. And I'm sure we'll we'll, we'll stay in contact. Mm-hmm. See you later, man. Peace, Josh. That's the end of this episode. Really hope you guys get some value out of this one. As Josh has been to over 64 countries, he knows a little bit about the world. So hope you guys learned something from him. And if you like this episode, make sure to pass it on, share it. Make sure to subscribe to not miss the next one. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.